Today we have Harry Nima Zagara on the show. Do you feel like you're always behind on your finances? You're not alone. Most people feel like they don't have enough time to get ahead financially. That's where Harry comes in. He's a doctor who also specializes in helping people learn how to invest in themselves so they can finally get ahead financially. Harry follows the advice of Warren Buffett who says that by far the best investment you can make is in yourself. Imagine being able to take control of your own financial future and finally start getting ahead. Leverage Harry's knowledge. He'll teach you about real estate investing so you can finally start making progress towards your goals. Listen and learn. Before we jump into the intro, if you have interest in learning how to invest passively, check out my five-step process for passively investing in real estate. You can download it for free by going to darrenbatchelder.com backslash learn and then select the free PDF. Now, onto the intro. Welcome to Darren Batchelder's Real Estate Investing Show. Each week, you will learn how to grow your wealth through real estate investing, be introduced to the players that are getting it done, and learn how you can get involved. And now, here's your host, Darren Batchelder. A little background on Harry Nima Zagara before we start the show. Harry lives in the DFW area. He and his wife are both doctors. They knew they needed to take control of their finances, and they started to invest in residential homes. Harry wanted to find a way to go bigger and scale, which led him to multifamily investing. He's not only on a mission to educate himself, but also educate others. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Today, we have a very special guest here. We have Harry Nima Zagara. Harry, appreciate you coming on. Hey, Darren. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely. So just a little bit on how Harry and I know each other. We were both actually attending a free meetup here in, in the Dallas area, put on by another fellow syndicator, Aaron Katz. Um, I actually had him on the, on the podcast, episode 31. And uh, we just happened to sit next to each other, struck up a conversation, um, you know, enjoyed each other's company. And then we decided to, um, you know, have a follow-up coffee meeting at another time and uh, just enjoyed getting to know one another. And then uh, since then, Harry has been off to the races. Um, so very interested to hear what he's got going on. Um, with that, can you share a little bit about how many properties and how many units you're invested in? Yes, Aaron, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, thank you so much for the introduction. Nice introduction. Um, yeah, we have been about like uh, a year and a half and, uh, we're very grateful. We are right now at, uh, 786 units in four different States. Wow. Yeah. That's so l listeners, like before we even get into this, this is an yes. example. Like when we sat down next to each other. <laughs> Harry had invested in single family, but had not invested in any multifamily. And that was, what did you say, a year and a half ago or so? Yeah, um, almost a year and a half ago. That's correct. Yes. And then in that time, he's now invested in 786 units in four different states. That's, that's pretty remarkable. So, Harry, you, you are a doctor. Can you share with the listeners, you know, what, what type of practice, uh, physician practice you're in? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, actually, like uh, my wife and I, we both are physicians. Uh, so uh, my wife is a family medicine doctor and I'm a pulmonary and critical care, right? Like, so like I take care of the lungs and I take care of uh, patients who are very sick in the hospital who are like in the ICU, the intensive care unit. So you, two doctors, so very highly <laughs> educated family there. Um, so that's a lot of schooling um, and, you know, I just think of doctors as, as having a heart for serving others, you know, because that practice is all about helping other people. 
So you took that and then you started to get into real estate investing. Why did you get into real estate investing? Yeah, so we, we were very interested in real estate for a long, long time. And actually, that's also part of our back, background uh, back in our country. We are originally, my wife and I, we both are from Peru. Okay. And uh, we, we come from a very, um, very humble beginnings. And uh, actually, like uh, our generation is our first, the first generation in our family who was able like to uh, get a degree, right? Like I have like uh, my, my cousins and, and I were um, some lawyers, CPAs, and one of the first doctors in the family. Uh, so like um, mom, dad, and some uh, uncles, they, they, uh, they didn't have the opportunity to go to college. So they, they worked very hard and they... They uh, went into different endeavors and uh, they did like um, also real estate. So we, we were very, um, we witnessed since early age how they work really hard, but at the same time they did business and they use real estate to, to um, build wealth and also like to help us to, to, again, to go through school, to medical school, and at the end to come here like to the U.S., right? Like, so when we came here to the U.S., uh, my wife and I, um, you, you can understand, like, so we, we arrived to the U.S., we need to still do our training. We, uh, I did initially internal medicine, my wife did family medicine. And the nature of uh, training in medicine is like, you usually go through uh, residency, which is three years. And after that, if you want to continue your education, you go to another three years and maybe like another <laughs> one more. And then like, uh, sometimes you don't like stay in the same <laughs> <crazy>. hospital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, you, so sometimes you don't stay in the same hospital or in the same city even. So uh, in this almost 15 years that we have been here in the U.S., uh, we have lived like in um, in Pennsylvania and the Lehigh Valley area, then like for a year in Philadelphia, then for three years in uh, Richmond, Virginia. And after we finished, I was doing initially some private practice in uh, South Texas in the McAllen area. And uh, two years after that, we moved here to Dallas. And uh we are proud to say that we are here to stay in, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we, we really love the area. So, so, so that's how we uh, actually were, we're moving very often. And yeah, we, we were very interested in real estate. We, we knew the power of, of real estate that, that can, can do in, in you and your family. Uh, however, because again, like we were moving so often and we were still in training, is that we, we couldn't get really started. So once we actually came to to Dallas, um, I was already um, out of practice, out of uh, training uh, for three or four years already. Um, we we like the area. Our kids uh, really like their their schools, and uh, we have very good friends here in the area too. So we decided like it's time to settle, and and we decided like first like to buy our our home, and then just shortly after that we start like investing in real estate. And uh, as 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 you know, right. We uh, start our journey in real estate in uh, single family houses. That's fantastic. So this is just a side note to listeners. I'm an East Coast guy from Connecticut. I lived in South Florida for, for a while and I've been in, in Dallas for, I don't know, 13 or 14 years. And, and I had, I don't know if you had it, but I had the whole, you know, moving to Texas, um, cowboy boots and cowboy hats and big belt buckles and, and horses. And, and sure you have all that here, but <laughs> what I found is, you know, Dallas is a lot more than that. I mean, it's, um, you know, good people, good quality of life, good cost of living, um, great workforce. Um, so I can understand why, why you, yes. um, have decided to, to make this your home base. Um, absolutely. So, you're doing, it's interesting that your parents, um, you know, it sounds like they were very, very hardworking, um, but didn't have a chance to have a college education when they were in Peru. Um, but they found a way to invest in real estate in, in Peru. And then you saw the benefit of that. And, you know, maybe add to that a little bit. What, you know, as a child, seeing your parents invest in real estate, um, what was the, the benefit that you saw as you were growing yeah. up? Yeah. So they were like, again, as I mentioned, they were doing uh, different businesses, right? Like, so my mom had a beauty salon. Uh, she, we, they also invested in public transportation in my country, but they start also investing, like they, they were able, like all the brothers and sisters, they got together and they bought like a small hotel. So, um, and, and, the, and they are still holding that, I believe. 
And uh, after a couple of years, my mom was able also to to buy two small uh, apartment units. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like that that helps a lot, like in terms of that uh, relieves you from doing active work, right? Like so, you you are uh, using your your money, and your money is working for you. And 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 of course, you need to oversee. I mean, like when when you are all hands on on these properties, like like back in my country, you you need to be very hands on. There's no many property managers like uh, like like back there, right. so so they needed to do all the work. They needed to um, to hire contractors and, and be constantly like in the in, in the hotel or in, in the apartment complexes. But yeah, so um, it, it it was very impressive how that that helped them like to 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 move ahead and progress in life. Yeah, I mean that's that's huge to to see that as, you know modeled for you that all right now you own this asset and it's. It's providing you income, even if you're not there all the time. And um, so, so you saw that benefit. So in the U.S., you started with single family. Why did you, why'd you decide to start with single family? Yes, because uh, probably because of my lack of education. <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't know better. And uh, Lack as, of as, education uh, <laughs> after how many years of medical school? <laughs> yeah, you know, right? <laughs> Yeah, we, we physicians are, are very educated and very specialized in medicine, but uh, I mean, I cannot tell you about like other things, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, how how many people started and get, or get started is, is actually like in single family houses or residential real estate, right? Because that's the bread and butter of real estate here in the US. And that's how many people start, right? Like, so either like uh, fi- fix and flips, either like buy and hold, uh, some, some people do, uh, short sales and also like they do, uh, wholesaling. Uh, yeah. So, so that's how we started. Like, but one thing that I understood from, from early on and also from, from my background is that the more you hold, the better the benefits from real estate, uh, are to you, right? Like, so, um, we decided to become landlords. So we start like, uh, buying properties and, and we, we put tenants to live in there. Right, like so, uh, we got really excited and we were very, very passionate about that. And then we start growing our uh, our portfolio, and we went up to up to nine properties here in the DFW area. Um, and of course, you can understand, like uh, for two physicians with uh, full time jobs, with two kids, uh, two boys, it's, it's, it's very, very hard to to. It would be impossible, actually, like to for for us to manage all of that. So we decided that like early on to, to hire a property manage, a manager just to leverage someone else's expertise and, and to help us with, the, with our business. That's smart. So you saw the benefit of leveraging, even in the single family side, because a, a lot of syndicators that I've talked to that got into multifamily, they, you know, some of them, a lot of them started in single family um, and they get to kind of where you were at, like 10 to, 10 to 20 you know, properties and it becomes too much they're trying to manage it themselves. Um, but it sounds like because your careers were, you know, so busy that you guys decided to um, have a third-party manager right from the get-go, even with your single family. Yes. And just also to remember that we were doing all of that uh, around like 2019, 2020, at the beginning of 2020, when the pandemic started, right? Like when COVID started. And uh, it, it was even more difficult around that time. I just even like just... Remember, like in, on our first property, actually, we we bought our property even like the regular way any person buys a property, right? Like through MLS and, and through a realtor, right? Like, and we initially thought it was like not the best investment, right? Like, because we were looking at the numbers, like the return was not great. And just after three months, the AC broke. So all our cash flow that we were like projecting for the first six to nine months, I mean, it went away. Right. Like, so we were saying like, but have we done? I mean, we have like done a terrible mistake, but yeah, I mean, like it requires patience. And also because of the same problem is that we, so initially we were actually managing the property ourselves. We, we believed initially that we could do it, but because of that problem is that we found out that it was not going to be possible. Right. Like, so we needed like some, some help and that actually opened a lot of doors because like when, once we hire our property manager, he introduced us to other ways to acquire properties. And also I was following a little bit of bigger pockets or other websites or other um, um, blogs uh, where they were saying other ways to, to buy houses at a discounted prices, right? Like, so 
he he was very great. Um, he he was very helpful with us, and he um, introduced us to uh, off market properties. So, when you say open doors, what you you mentioned, you know, looking at other websites like Bigger Pockets. You also mentioned, um, you know, leveraging the expertise of that third party property management company, and that that third party property management company is that the who introduced you to parties that got you the off-market deals? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I was doing already my research, my education, but I didn't know where to start. So he's the one who started introducing me to other, other guys who, who were doing that already, right? Like the wholesaling and, and these off-market properties. Yeah, that's, that's huge. I think that, you know, first comes the step of, hey, I'm, I'm going to invest in real estate. And, you know, you decided you're going to start with single family. Um, and then you don't even really realize it at first. But then when you start to get introduced to other people that have been in the industry for years and years, you can leverage their expertise, you know, whether it them referring you to a contractor that they've worked with or, um, you know, pointing you in the right direction in terms of what markets you should be looking at that are, you know, sub markets within the DFW area that are good um, or providing you with, with relationships that can get you off market yeah. deals. Those things you, you can't know until you get into it, right? Until, until you, you actually start, start doing things. Right. Until you start doing things. So then at some point you decided, all right, we've got nine properties. We want to go bigger. We want to do, go into multifamily. T- talk to us about why did you decide to do that? Yes. Um, it was in part because of, again, like we wanted to continue growing, but also the reason why we started doing that is that, and you can ask this to other uh, single family house uh, owners, is that um, the more you're growing, the more properties you have and the more responsibilities you have, the more time it uses on you, right? Like, so um, we were finding ourselves like uh, every week talking to our property manager for different reasons, right? Again, different smaller or bigger problems that may happen every week in like properties, right? And um, again, like when, when you are the sole owner, all the responsibility, all the decisions and also all the liabilities are on you, right? Like, so we needed to discuss very frequently again, because like there were no newer homes, right? Like they were like uh, in the, in the Tarrant County area. So um, we, we, we needed to be in constant communication. Also at the end of the year, uh, we found out ourselves that we were we needed to deal with a lot of paperwork, right? Like we needed to deal with uh, with taxes, with insurance, uh, with mortgage, and all of these things. And so um, it was becoming more like an, a second job in this moment. So we decided like to continue our education and again like find other ways how we can adapt like our, our lifestyle to real estate. And that's how, how, how we found out like uh, like again as you mentioned in the beginning that many. Um, uh, real estate investors that are starting residential real estate make at the end like the move to commercial real estate. And many of them were doing actually syndications. That is what, what we do actually. Right. So, um, you know, a, a good first step is is what we, where we met, right? Is, is, you know, for a listener's perspective, like, look, if you own a bunch of single families and you want to do the same thing and, and move into, you know, multifamily and, and commercial, um, you know, go to, there's free meetup groups, you know, there's no cost to attend, you know, go on the app on your phone, meet up and look, look up apartment investing or multifamily investing. And in most major metropolitan markets, there will be free meetup groups and you go to there and there may be 20 people, 30 people, 40 people. Um, and then you learn and you meet other people. So talk about that experience. I don't know if that was the only meeting you went to, or if you went to multiple meetings, yes. um, and then I, I think that you joined a multifamily mentorship group. Um, that is you know, correct too. So t- maybe talk a little bit about that process of, of finding meetups and going and what the value was to doing that. Yes. And then, and then how'd you go about finding a multifamily meet, uh, mentorship group and what was the value of that? Yes. Yeah. So like one thing that we need to start with is that in this age, there's no excuse to not get educated if you have an interest in something. Right, like there's so much available information and education for anyone who who has the interest in something, right? Like so, there are uh, audiobooks, there are YouTube videos, 
they are like uh, webinars, they are free meetups, as we were just saying, like in, especially like in bigger cities like, like Dallas, there are meetups almost every week, right? And uh, we, we're, we're very grateful like, and thankful that Dallas is also kind of like the center of commercial real estate, that every two or three months there's a big conference also here in this area. <laughs> That's so yeah, true. We're, right. <laughs> we're, we're able to take advantage of that too. Yeah, so like, uh, yeah, I was doing like, um, like multiple things. It's kind of like the same way where I started like in residential real estate. First, I did my education myself, right? Like I was uh, reviewing all of those things like audiobooks, podcasts, like, like yours. And, uh, and different things like four to five months, like before going to meetups. And then I started like going to meetups, like the one that we met. Um, and, and, and again, this happened like almost every week or every weekend. Uh, at that time, there, there was not much going on, as you remember, because we were like in the times of COVID, like, and we just right. like had, had gotten our vaccines. And I mean, like we, it was very, very difficult and with a lot of precautions, but I mean, like, um, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the way you start doing your networking. And, uh, yeah, so I start going to different meetups. I start talking with different people and that's something like great about like, uh, multifamily, like, like in general, like the people who is in this business is very open, is very, uh, like eager to share their experiences and also like to help out other people because we, we understand again, like multifamily is a team sport and at some, and at some point, we may be working together. We may be helping each other uh, because again, this is like a big business and just one person cannot do this on his or her own, right? Like, so, I mean, after some time, again, like we, um, we found out like multifamily and syndications is actually more, more than a, a full-time job, right? And as you can imagine, my wife and I being, being full-time physicians, it was going to be very difficult to, to accomplish. And that's in part how we uh, decided to continue our education and invest in ourselves. And we joined like a, a mentorship group, right? Like, so in one of the meetups, actually, I, like I heard this, this very important point, like when you want to go into multifamily or, or in any business that, that requires a lot of effort, you require one of these three things, right? You either have time, you either have like a good uh, real, real estate network, or you have some capital to invest in yourself. I didn't have much time because I was doing already a full-time job and I had like the single family houses. I, I, I could have been going to meetups and, and start like to get to know people, but it was going to take longer. So I had some capital and, and I decided like to join like an investing um, a group or a, like a mentorship group, like in order like to speed up like the process. And also, again, like as we talked initially at the beginning to leverage the expertise to leverage the time of, of other real estate investors who have been doing this full time and also who have been doing this for a long time, right? So I was able like to, to join this mentorship with Mark Kinney and Think Multifamily actually. And uh, we, we, um, we I, like I found it was super helpful and uh, that's also part of the reason why, why uh, we are like at this number of units at this point and we have like uh, four projects already under the belt. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, you said a number of different things there that that's fantastic. One is, you know, education. And, you know, I think that, and this is going to the listeners again, like you said, there's no excuse. That's what you said. And, yeah. and this is coming from a guy that, you know, did four years undergrad plus, I don't know how many more years you have to do three years residency another three years, and then maybe possible after that. So seven what, 10, more than 10 years of education, right? But the education was focused on, you know, your, your physician business, your, your, your healthcare. And you still had investments, you still had capital. And what most people are taught, and I was this way also, was that, look, focus on your business, your industry, put 10, 20% in in the stock market and, you know, whether you're 401k and your IRA, whatever, and yeah. it's just going to grow into this big nest egg. But, you know, I'm here to tell you, and, and Harry just said it also, it's like, you have no excuse. You are responsible. It's your money. So get educated, not only in your business or what you do for a day-to-day -day job, but also on how to manage your money and how to grow that responsibly. So 
That's fantastic. You brought up a lot of different things. First of all, you, you started with books and podcasts. Then you actually got out of your house and went actually started to meet people. And that can be scary for a lot of people going out and meeting people, but it's necessary. And it gives you more confidence to, you know, when you start seeing other people that are doing it and they're successful, then it takes some of the pressure off you being in this little lonely island where your friends and family aren't doing it. Um, I don't know. Tell, tell me if you agree on, the, on that, but it, yes. I think it yes, adds absolutely. confidence. Yes, yes. Again, like um, there's, there's this great quote that I got like from uh, Michael Blank, right? Yeah. Like um, who, who is one of the great syndicators in the country and has uh, like books and everything. So he says like, um, get out of your comfort zone. Because like uh, his, his question was, do we grow in our comfort zone? No, we don't grow in our comfort zone, right? So yeah, you need to be uncomfortable. You, if you want to grow, if you want to learn new things, if you want to embark in a new business, you have to get uncomfortable. It, it completely is uncomfortable. I remember when, when I did it, so my wife and I bought a new construction duplex and then I started looking for another way to go bigger. And first I ended up at some local RIAs that were focused on single family. And, and I was nervous going to that, you know? Um, and, but then I got there and I'm like, this isn't, this isn't for me, but I was still nervous going there walking in, not knowing people. Um, and then I remember going to finding a multifamily meetup group and I was nervous. It was a Saturday. I was nervous about going there. Um, and then I realized that these people, like you said, you said earlier, like the multifamily industry, because it's a team sport, everybody is like out to help each other. It's, it's really crazy. So um, yeah. I know that there are listeners out there that are intimidated, um, but don't be, you know, yeah. go, go and just shake somebody's hand and tell them that you've never done it before and just see how much information they give you and how yes. comfortable they make you. Yes. You hit like the nail on the head. Like again, like uh, it happened to you at some point, it happened to me. And to all of us, I mean, like uh, at, at some point we have to start at some point we are not that knowledgeable initially. And still like, I mean, like, uh, and, and I'm sure it is, you, you feel like the same way. Like we still have so much to learn. So this, much to learn. In, in this business. And, and, and it's exciting because again, like there's a lot to learn and there's new things that, that you learn like every day, like in this business. Absolutely. So um, you joined a multifamily mentorship group. What was the, the big... Um, one, did you find value from that? And then two, you know, what was kind of the big takeaway? What's the, what's the most value that you received by, by joining a group like that? Yes. As I mentioned, like, um, uh, it was super important for us, uh, because again, we were already professionals working full-time jobs. So with that, we were able to, to use other people's time, other people's expertise in able to work together with them and going into these projects, right? Like, but, but one of the things that I always talk and explain to other people, even if we invested in ourselves, even after joining these groups, it's not that we sat down and said like, okay, I've done everything and, and, and everything is done. I'm going to get like multiple projects and multiple units. No, I mean, we still continue doing our, like, like, like our homework, right? Like we, we started doing like the networking with them and calling. And when someone was going for a due diligence trip, we still were going with them. Um, I also like, I'm a big believer in education. So I, I, I like to share like my journey and also, um, the, the, the lot or the not, not, not that much that I know in real estate, like in sharing with, with, with small posts or, or, or now like in my blog or now like with YouTube videos, right? Like, so, um, it's not again, like you, you join a mentorship and, and this all the, the problem is solved. You still need to work very hard. Right. And that's something that like, I always tell like my, my son, right? Like overnight success takes years. Or takes a lot of time, <laughs> right? Right. Like I mean, it's not like again you just show up and and now you have like one thousand units and and everything is great and everyone knows you and everyone trusts you, right? Like you you still need to work very hard on that. I think I, I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's so true. Um, you know, I think that multifamily mentorship groups they provide a ton of value um, in you know, educating you on the process. And, you know, you may know some pieces of it, but are lacking in other areas. 
Um, but it also introduces you to a network of people that have been doing it for years. And so you can learn from people that have been doing it. It can, you know, if you, you see other people and you're like, look, they're smart, but I'm smart too. And I, you know, if I follow their path, I can follow it. Um, but I tell people the same thing you do. Like, I'm like, you know, so I have some people that reach out to me on over social media and they're like, if you know, I'll, I'll join one of these groups if they like get me a deal. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm like, then don't join. <laughs> I'm like, then don't join. Like it's, it's a means to plug you into a network of people and that you can leverage. So, you know, who are the attorneys that people use? Who are the, you know, the property yeah. management companies? Who are the, you know, all these different facets of the business. But if you just stroke a check and join and then just sit in your house, you're not, it's going to be wasted money. Don't, don't bother doing it. You actually have to get out there and do the work. You know, you have to underwrite deals. You have to network with other people. You have to get out there. You have to meet brokers. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of different facets of the business and you don't have to do it all. Like Harry said, you can focus in on one area, um, but you still have to work at it. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. Yes. Uh, like, and again, like we, we don't know all the aspects of multifamily syndication, but we're very grateful that we have uh, already networked and, and already, um, joined uh, groups uh, and with, with, again, like in, in a project or another project and, and we're able like to go together and with different people like to be like the uh, general sponsors in, in one of these deals. Yeah, that's huge. So you also mentioned that, you know, you've decided to give back to other people, even though, you know, you haven't been doing it for 10, 20 years, <laughs> you're able to, you've got a blog, you've got a YouTube channel. And so you know, share with us what, you know, what are you putting out there and, you know, who's benefiting from that? Yeah. So, um, this also to some degree comes from our background, right? Like we're physicians and, uh, I've been like in, um, uh, like an attending already for about seven years and I work in the hospital with residents, with fellows, with medical students, uh, we do rounds and we, again, like we run like the patients and we're able like to give back some, some of our knowledge to them right? They're in training. Um, what I found kind of similar as my story is that uh, physicians were highly educated, very specialized. But uh, as you mentioned, we don't have that much financial education or, or not all of us, right? Like, so the, what we know is usually like, go wake up, go to the hospital or to your practice, continue working. And if you talk about investments, we know about like the stock market or the 401k or mutual, uh, mutual funds and that's it, right? Like, so um, I, th I think that again, like once I've learned about real estate and I have some knowledge about that, it's part of my mission to share that knowledge with other physicians, right? Like, and that's, and, and again, we, our company is mainly in apartment syndications, but when I talk about with other people and also in my blog, I just don't talk about that because again, like, different doctors and different people may have different goals in life, right? Like I may want to be more active or I may, or my friend may, may want to be more passive or more active, right? Like, so, so one of the things is that we talk about like different topics in real estate, um, residential, commercial, active and passive. So, so they can have the knowledge and they can decide for themselves on what was their interest or what they want to do. Right. Like, so, uh, yeah, we, we, um, launch our website and, uh, we have been trying like to put more educational content uh, almost every week, right? Like in, in terms of blogs, we also have our YouTube channel. Uh, initially, it's mostly focused on syndications because that's how the nature of our uh, of our company. But I hope like in the next six months or so, we're going to uh, talk about other topics, like again, like single family houses, wealth in general, economics in general, to, to help other physicians and healthcare professionals in general. Fantastic. Um, so can you share the, the website address, the, where, where people would find it on YouTube and that sort of thing? So if people want to get yes. some additional info. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's uh, nimaequity.com. Nima is N as in Nancy, I-M-A, equity.com. And I will share with you like the YouTube channel, like the name is like the same Nima Equity. 
And okay. um, yeah, and then you guys can go there and uh, and watch all like the videos. There are like small videos actually for for everyone who is uh, kind of busy. Like there are like three to five minute videos, like small tutorials about like uh, syndications. That's fantastic. You, you know, that's the other thing that you probably um, you didn't realize it when you started. I know I didn't. I mean, when I started, I was thinking about you know, growing the wealth of, of my family, right? How do I go and, you know, scale bigger, going from a duplex to into large scale multifamily. Um, and then all of a sudden this podcast thing came up, like your YouTube and, and all that is about, you know, sharing with other people. And, you know, I believe there's a ripple effect. I mean, like, so you, you may impact one or two or 10 or 20 doctors, you know, or other physicians, um, or other people in the hospital that want that financial education, don't know where to turn. And now they already trust you and they, you know, are like, all right, let's see what Harry's got. And then, wow, this is interesting. I'm going to ask him some more questions. And then all of a sudden they start investing, you know, and then they have their own network and they start teaching their network. So, yes. you know, it's, it's pretty amazing how that ripple effect can happen. And it's all about, um, helping teach other people about financial education because, you know, just going through our, our, our traditional education system is more about training us to be employees and just shove that money over aside and let, you know, Wall Street take care of it. And, you know, when you start realizing that there's other choices and there's other things you can do um, to be accountable for your for your own funds and grow that you know wealth faster um, in a, in a responsible manner. Um, they don't teach you that in school, so I think that's yes. that's fantastic that you're sharing that with other people that you work with. Yes, yes, and and as you mentioned, like it probably happens the same to you as as my wife and I. Like so. We, we are physicians to some degree, we're high earners. So we even feel like just investing passively, we, we could be in a very good position in a couple of years. But at the same time, because we have this knowledge, we have, um, we have the mission to share this with other people, right? Like again, like the, there's like um, stages in your life, right? right? Like, uh, I mean, you go to college, you go to school, uh, then you work in your career, in your family, but then when you have accomplished uh, things, you start asking yourself, what's, what's next, right? Like, and that what, what's next is giving back to other people, right? Like it, like, like it can be economically, it can be in terms of your time, or it can be also in form of education. And that's like how we feel right now. Yeah. I, th I think that's awesome. Yeah, I feel exactly that same way. I mean, there's, um, you know, there's uh, financial benefits, you know, to the investing and look, doing a podcast or doing your blogs, you know, there's, there could be financial benefits to that too, to attract partners and attract passive investors to invest alongside you. But, you know, I get a ton of joy when somebody just tells me like, Hey, look, I listened to this podcast and it, it really helped me, you know, and, and I don't care if they invest with me or not. Right. Like there's other people that that's what yes. they're trying to accomplish. They're going to, they, they have money that they need to put to work. Um, but then there's other people that are just learning. There's, they're just trying to figure it out. And, and if you could be a resource for them, um, there's a payback that's not financial. It's just yes. part of being a human being. Um, so I, I, I think that's fantastic. Hey, share some of the learning lessons that you've learned along the way. Um, and, you know, I think it's important because there's people, I interview people that, you know, have 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 units. Um, and sometimes, and, you know, that's inspiring that you can grow that far. But then sometimes somebody, you know, newer may feel like, it, man, they're just at, at a totally different level than me. Um, you know, but you in a short period of time, man, in a year and a half, you went from single family to owning 786 units. You, you know, you got out of your comfort zone. You went to meetup groups. You joined a mentorship group. So talk about some of the learning lessons. Yes, absolutely. So 
Um, one of the important things we mentioned before is again, like education, right? Like that's, that's the most important part at the beginning. You need to get educated, right? You have, you may have all the will or all the time, but if you get it, you don't get educated, you, you're, you're not, you, you don't know what you're doing. So right? let like me, any, let me jump in. So education, but then you have to add action. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You know, and again, like education is very important. Knowledge is very important. But without action, it doesn't take you anywhere, right? right? Like, so again, like that's very important. Like the other part is um, be honest with yourself, right? Like, and, 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 and get to know what you're good at and um, what can you do or what, and what you cannot do, right? Like in our case, we knew that we have a good network, right? Like, so, and, and we knew that we didn't have uh, that much time. We were able to leverage other people's uh, time, money and expertise in order to get where we're in this moment. So, so that's important, right? Like to just to be in a moment with yourself and to talk with yourself and to analyze, I mean, all these things. Yeah. So you, you didn't say this, but I'm, I'm guessing based on the fact that it's two physicians, you know, the, you, well, you did say you had a good network. So, you know, you could end up partnering with somebody that they go find the deal, right? And then you partner with them and then you're providing some capital and then you have other doctors that maybe they, they're not even spending anywhere near the time that you are on education, but they still trust you and they don't have access to these deals because, you know, the way, the way that you get introduced to these deals and invited to these deals is through an email because you've met somebody and you're on their investor database. It's not like it's a public thing. So now all of a sudden you get an opportunity that you're excited about and then you share it with your network and they're like, holy cow, I've never, you know, I don't, I haven't had access to any of these types of deals. Yeah. I'm, if you're in, I'm in, you know, and I think that's fantastic. That's the way they, they get started. Yeah, that's correct. Like actually in the last project that we're going together with our investors, it took me probably like three to four weeks in talking with different teams in analyzing different projects in order to be able to decide to go on one of them. Right. Like, so again, like I'm, I'm enjoying the process. I'm networking with, with these teams, but again, I'm trying like to bring a good project to my investors, like in a project that I also believe in and a project that I'm also investing passively. Yeah. And that, that's important to understand as well as like, um, you know, people that fall into that role, where they're, they're bringing their network, there's, you know, they're, you're doing due diligence on, so you're getting access to five, 10, 20 different, you know, opportunities. And then you're picking like, all right, this one I feel good about, and I feel good about bringing other people in. And there's never a hundred percent guarantee, you know, right. I mean, any investment you make in, in life, it, you know, it could, you know, it could go South. It could um, not meet the expectations, um, but you're doing a lot of the due diligence ahead of time and weeding out the deals that, you know, you don't even want to participate in, even though they've already done a lot of weeding out that those, those sponsor teams have looked at, you know, 50 deals or hundred deals and they've decided to purchase this one. And then they come to you and then you're, you're like, uh, you know, I still am going to pass on that one, you know? Yes. Um, so that's it's, huge. It's another level of responsibility, right? Like, because right. like, I'm not just bringing my money, I'm bringing other people hard and money, right. right? Like so, and and those are like uh, like until now, not not that far from now. It was friends, family, colleagues. I mean, of course, our network is growing and our investor database is growing. But again, like you are responsible for 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 that money. Yeah, that's that's huge. People are typically afraid, you know, to ask other people for money. And but you're in the medical field, and if you have, you know a way for somebody to become healthy, you're not going to hide that, right? And you went and experienced it for yourself and you saw that the wealth growing power of real estate, why not share that with your network? It's just, it's an opportunity. They can say no, right? But why not share it with them? Yes, that's a that's fear that a lot of people have. Yes, and that's what I'm doing now. Like I mainly uh, share my, the information, share the knowledge with them. I share these opportunities with them. And, um, and I, I follow up with them, right? Like, and, and, and at the end, as we mentioned, like they are, they are free to decide if they want to invest in 
again, like single family houses go by themselves or, or be more passive or go with a syndication. And, and this is also something that I always tell uh, my, my investor, try to look for another, another syndicator or two, because our timing may be not perfect, right? Like, right. It, like in my case, I'm planning to have possibly like three to four projects a year. Right. And it, it may be a point when I have a project and my investor may not be able to invest in that moment. Right. Or, or he or she may, may, may have some, some capital that may want to put their money to work, but I don't have a project in that moment. So, so that's what I'm telling them. Hey, go, go, go out there and talk with other people, uh, get to network with other syndicators. And, and so, so you have options too. That, that's, that's very smart. And, um, and also, I think that that also brings you a lot of credibility. Because there's some, there's some syndicators that may not want to do what you just did, right? <laughs> they, they may not want to, you know, tell people, hey, go talk to another three or four or five syndicators yeah. because, because then I've that's, that. you know, that potentially is you're introducing them to the competition and you may not, they may invest over there and not invest. But, you know, when your heart is in just trying to help and serve others, it comes back around. Right. So you may, you may, yeah, somebody may end up investing someplace else. So what? Somebody else comes around and invests with you. Yes. Right. Absolutely. You know, so that's, it's just short sightedness. I think the people that feel like they're not going to tell people that. So I applaud you for that. Hey, what, what markets are, are you focused on? So we're mostly in the um, Southeast and the Midwest. Right, like the four projects we have is uh, one is in the Kansas City MSA in um, Leavenworth, Missouri. Another one is in uh, Georgia in uh, Warner Robins, which is two hours from Atlanta. Another one is uh, here in Waco, Texas. And uh, the fourth one that we did was in Jacksonville. And uh, we're about to race for another project, which is in uh, Chattanooga, in the Chattanooga MSA. So it's, it's mostly in the uh, Southeast and uh, Midwest. Gotcha. So do you see differences between the, the types of deals um, in the Southeast versus the Midwest? Uh, so we mainly focus on, again, like on, on value add projects, uh, C, C plus, uh, C, C plus, B, min, B minus projects, uh, kind of like the usual uh, five to six years hold. Um, yeah, we're all like in the last year, um, there have been like a lot of competition uh, numbers are getting tighter as you, as, as you probably have seen. Uh, abso <laughs> right? like absolutely. Also, and also labor and the cost for renovations have, have been going up and, and not just that again, like, like the, the, the time responsiveness for some contractors, uh, are, is, is not ideal, uh, in the last year. But yeah, I mean, like we, they're, they're kind of similar across the board. Uh, I mean, of course, like in the bigger cities, like, like Dallas or Atlanta, uh, it's, there's more competition and numbers are tighter, but yeah, that's, that's what we look. Yeah. So, um, the, most of my investments have been in, in Texas and I've, uh, dabbled in Colorado and Arizona. Um, you know, but you know, all these markets that you mentioned, um, you know, including the ones I'm in, you know, the growth markets, they're, they're markets where, you know, there's, you know, some population growth, income growth, job growth, um, which are, important. And I, I, you know, I saw that in the pandemic when, you know, we had people that would, you know, leave the property and all of a sudden we'd get new tenants like that, um, in the DFW area because people are moving in and they need a place to live, um, where, you know, some, some other markets where people are moving out may have more of a difficult time finding a replacement tenant when somebody moves out. Yes. Yes. That, and, um, job diversification, and again, like to be like a landlord-friendly state. So those are like the main things that we look for. Absolutely. Um, all good things. So how, how do you pick your partners? How do you know who, who so, you want to so work first, with? In the first year and a half, uh, they're mostly like in the, in the investment group that I'm part with, right? Like, and uh, some of them, I've known them already for over a year. Um, one, one of the things that uh, is important for me now, especially in this in the second year, uh, because I know that at some point, I'm, of course, that's the natural history that I'm, I'm, I may leave like the mentorship at some point. Uh, I look for um, teams that uh, have a specifically like the asset management person or, 
or um, uh, who is dedicated to real estate and is doing that full time. Because I, I, I found this very, very important, right? Like an, a good asset, asset manager with a property manager can make or break a deal, right? So I, I, again, it's very, it's very nice. It's, it's, it's very cool. It's very flashy, like to, just to say that uh, I'm racing for a project. We have closed a project. I mean, and all the excitement about that. But the most important thing comes after that, right? Like af- after you have closed, right? And, and I have heard like so many times that a, a bad asset manager can make like a good deal go bad or a good asset manager can make a, a an okay deal or a bad deal go, go okay, go good. So, yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah, that's, that's smart. Um, you know, I think that that's, it takes time to build those relationships. You, you mentioned, you know, like, a lot of those people, you know, for more than a year, you know, and, and so sometimes, you know, I'll partner with people and, you know, some people that I'm bringing from my network into the deal, um, you know, that they ask like, well, how do you know these people? And I'm like, and same thing, like, look, I've known this person for two or three years. I really, you know, trust them or possibly I've invested passively with them on another deal. Um, you know, not all, not in every instance, but, um, you know, when I have somebody that reaches out to me over social media and they're like, Hey, Darren, you want to partner? I'm like, I don't even know you. Right. I mean, like, yes. I, like we could start that conversation now, but it's, it's probably going to take some time for me to, to build yes. that trust up. Right. Um, yes. so, so because you're bringing your network and you're, you know, they're, they're relying on you to do a lot of the due diligence on, you know, who the people are that are involved in the project and, you know, is the project good from your standards, you know? Absolutely. Yes. That's very important that. And, um, the other part that I, um, value a lot is the type of communication that you have with your lead sponsor, right? Like, because that also, um, is going to impact like the passive investor or limited partner a lot, right? Like, and have this good communication because there's, there, there's going to be good times, so there's going to be bad times, right? Like, and the important thing is that especially during bad times, you have a good communication with your limited partner, right? Like, and to say, like, if there's a problem, just to to be honest and open and transparent about that, right? Like, and tell them, like, uh, what has happened? What are you planning to do to fix that? And what are you planning to do to prevent that to happen in the future? That adds a lot of credibility with your limited partners. I, I love it. I don't even have anything to add to that. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, that is so important to have to, you know, I'm on both ends and I'm sure you are too. Like I'm a That's passive great, yeah. and I'm also a general partner on different deals. And look, when I'm a passive, I want to know the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know? Um, but I also want to know what you're doing about it. Right? Yeah, yes. just don't, yes. don't just tell me, Oh, we got all these bad things going on. Yes. Um, yes. That, yeah. yeah and, exactly. and, and the thing is that if you have been long enough in real estate, there's something that has gone wrong at some point, right? Like, and you, and, and you need to disclose that and you need to be honest about that and, and, and tell that to your investors. And, and, and like, and again, t- t- tell them what you did in that moment and, and how you fix it and wh- what, what you plan in the future to avoid those to happen. Absolutely. So talk about perseverance and determination. I mean, you talked about it before that, you know, it's still work. It's still, yeah. you know, still have to get out there and network yeah. and do, do the work. But like, you know, it's tough. You've also mentioned it's tough now. It's competitive. There's a lot of people out there, go, yeah. you know, going after the same deals. So I'm sure that you've had times where you're like, man, this is tough. Like, how do you keep going? How do you, how do you, how do you push through? And, yes. you know, what advice do you give people breaking in? Yes. Again, like, um, you just need to continue pushing again. Like, um, uh, we have good and bad days and the bad days are many times I lean on my family, my wife, my kids, right? Like, and, um, uh, it's, it's perseverance. It's not like a get rich quick thing. I mean, like a real estate takes years. It's really good. It builds wealth a lot, but it takes years. Again, it's nothing that is going to happen overnight. And what, and like, and again, it's hard work. And this is something for, for, for example, that I tell my son, like he, he plays basketball, right. And he has been practicing already for five years. He, he's 10 years old. And he initially we, we, we were, we were going to practice and he didn't like it. And, 
and we were going and going like two or three times a week. And now he's actually a good player now, right? Like, and, 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 and when he plays basketball, like everyone says, like, oh yeah, like, 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 like your son is an excellent player. So yeah, see how he does it. But no one knows how much work and effort he has put like before, right? Like, and, and, and when I talk to him, I say like, hey, hey son, I mean, only God, you and us know how much effort and how much practice you have put on all of this. Yeah. So again, like it's a lot of work and you need to continue pushing. I, I love that example. That's, that's, that's a great example. And, you know, in the real estate world, like each one of those setbacks is a learning experience, right? I mean, I remember submitting my first, you know, LOI and, and my wife was like, oh, are you excited? And, and I'm like, I don't know. What if I, what if I win? I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. Right. <laughs> it and, could be worse. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, but then as the second time, third time, fifth time, like then all of a sudden it, you're not scared anymore, you know? Um, but in the beginning that, that process was scary. And then, then there's another step that's, that may be scary. Um, and that goes to getting out of your comfort zone. Um, like yes. you mentioned before, um, Hey, so what's the next big stretch goal for you? Like, where do you go from here? Yes, yeah. So um, we were very grateful what uh, happened to us last year. Again, like uh, in just one year, we were able to be in four projects. So this year we continue growing and we want to continue growing our investor platform. We want to have more presence like on uh, social media. Again, like uh, we post constantly in, in Facebook. We have our YouTube videos uh, we, we're trying to go to webinars, we're going to podcasts. And um, yeah, that's also like one of our goals for this year, hopefully at the end of the year to also start a podcast. Uh, Fantastic. We can uh, share, continue sharing this information and knowledge with other physicians and uh, professionals. I'm happy to help out in any way I can. Um, I, I know when I started, I, I leaned on other people. I was a guest on a number of podcasts yes. and I leaned on other pe- people that were hosts and was like, how'd you do it? <laughs> you know, and, th- and they helped me just like real estate. So, um, I appreciate it, Aaron. thank you. A- absolutely. Fantastic. Um, what do you like to do for fun outside of work? Oh yeah. Um, I, I run, um, I, uh, I'm an avid runner as my bio says. Um, yeah. So I, I, um, I started running, I think like actually when, when, uh, marathons, uh, half marathons, actually. Half marathons. Uh, yes. Uh, I was running in my 20s and, uh, you, you know, I was in medical school. I didn't have enough time. And then, like, w- when I was finished in uh, residency, uh, I ran my first half marathon. I was, like, around 30 or 31 years old. And then after that, I ran two more half marathons, like, in a span of a year. And then, like, uh, we, got, uh, we have our first son and then we went, like, to, uh, to Virginia to do fellowship. And then after that, I mean, like, I, I couldn't run that much more. And just recently after we started again in real estate and networking and, and, and like, like, and you know, it's very important when you start doing like the networking, you also start doing like mindset, uh, coaching, you, you also read books about mindset. Uh, I, I, I start running again. So, um, actually I, last December I ran my first half marathon in almost 10 years oh, and, wow. I'm running an, and I'm running another one actually in three, in two and a half weeks. So fantastic. Uh, and by the end of the year, actually, <laughs> and by the end of the year, like they will just like also to run a full marathon for the first time. So, yeah. So, so that was, by, by the end of 2022? Yes. Yes. I'm not sure if I will be able to make it, but. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> tell the listeners right now that you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean. Oh, I can, we'll see. It's not going to happen. Come on. I, either I do it or I will finish in the hospital. <laughs> but uh, I will do it. I will do it for sure. All right. There you heard it. He's going to do a marathon. Look, yes. I think that, you know, whether it's a half marathon, marathon, you know, whatever um, goal you set out for yourself, if you can achieve that goal and be true to yourself, it helps you with the next thing, next challenge in your life. Right. I mean, it could be the smallest thing, you know, for the listeners perspective, look, think of something that you said you were going to do that you did and and then you have that, you know, momentum to use that to help you on the next thing that you're uncomfortable about. So, I mean, I, I look at people that have run half marathons, marathons, that it shows commitment to achieving a goal. And you've done that, you know, so I, I applaud you for that. 
Hey, if somebody wants to reach out to you and um, get to know you better, you know, you mentioned your um, your website and your YouTube channel, uh, NemaEquity.com and, and uh, YouTube channel, Nema Equity. Um, what's the best way for, is that the best way for them to get to know you better is those two avenues? Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, like on the website, they also have a way to contact us. They can put the information that's also like a seven-day course for um, for passive investment in real estate. So they can uh, reach out to us that way too. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, Harry, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, listeners, I hope that you enjoyed that one. Until next week, signing off. Thank you for listening to Darren Batchelder's Real Estate Investing Show at darrenbatchelder.com. If you liked the episode, please provide us with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice. If you already provided us with a five-star review, then thank you. And please share the show with a friend. 